Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one hammer blow at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 42, which starts with Elrond taking uh, Arwen's hand and realizing she's very cold, and ends with uh, Elven Blacksmith's reforging Narsil. Yep. So, this I, I don't think today's episode is going to be as long as yesterday's. Uh, we, we always say that and then we just go off on then we, some then we just go. adventure. And we just go. I'm going on an adventure. Just the map streaming behind him. The contract. Yay. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to preface this by being like, yeah, they're, they're father and they're, they're father and daughter. So I don't want what I'm about to say to kind of come off as weird. But I always find that like holding hands in movie scenes comes off as more intimate than like kisses do. Just in general. I mean, I used the word intimate last there are different stages of intimacy. It's not just sexual intimacy. Uh, no, I, I just mean like um, as a personal connection. Yeah. Like regardless of like what the intention is, I always find like hand holding in in a in a movie scene to come off as like more genuinely intimate and connective than like uh than other kinds of intimacy in movies. Hmm. And I don't know exactly why that is. But it's just it's just a thing that I kind of feel when I uh, about it when I see scenes like this. Yeah. Like this feels just as intimate to me as Aragorn and Eowyn holding hands. Like just as personally. Uh, maybe that's a Im- Fran thing. Important and like meaningful in the scene. Maybe uh, that's a maybe that's a Fran thing because if she directed both of those scenes, it could be a Fran thing. It like is the, very much like. And and we see on... Sam take Frodo's hand in Rivendell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Fran directed that one. I don't remember. I don't know. I imagine they 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 do a really good job generally in the commentary of calling out the scenes that Fran directed. Uh, they don't do quite as good as naming uh, other directors on like second and third second, units third, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Sometimes they're, they, they mention them, but sometimes they're just like, oh, this was second unit or oh, this was third unit. Uh, but usually they're really good about pointing out when Fran directed a scene. I just don't happen to remember whether or not Fran directed Frodo waking up in Rivendell. Yeah. It feels like it would be a Fran scene. I don't know. That feels like so long ago. Because it was. It was like two over two years ago that we were doing that. Yeah. That we were talking about that scene. Yeah. It's been a week, okay? Like. Yeah. <laughs> the, the past week has felt like a million years. <laughs> and like close. It's only Tuesday. And like close up of close ups of hands doing things also yeah. feels like really intimate filmmaking well, to the, me. Um, the scene in uh, the bridge scene in, yeah. that we brought up yesterday with Aragorn and Arwen, there is a lot of um, focus on their hands, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. It, it feels right without going back and watching it. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, like, it's just a, just a kind of a thing, I guess, I'm really p- picking up on in these movies now. Yeah. That I hadn't really thought about before. But I, I just find, like, close-ups of hands to be really intimate filmmaking visually like not just not even like whatever the context is around it yeah which is like close-ups of hands just feels really intimate to me 
Uh, I don't know if that says anything about me. I have no idea. Oh. I don't. I don't know. I don't what know. This Are is. you like a very tactile person? I am a tactile person. <laughs> I learn. I like. I learn things by experiencing them. By doing. That makes sense then. Yeah. So that's just like one of the things that stood out to me about the first part of this this minute is the the performance here and the way that they that Elrond just like kind of touches her hand once really lightly and is just like, oh my god, oh no, you're so cold. So okay. That, I have a question about that. Are elves just room temperature all the time? Uh, me? I don't know. Not room temperature, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Some very tepid elves. Um, <laughs> just a bit peakish. Uh. <laughs> but like, do they not get cold? And if so, why does she have such spectacular winter wear? Because she wants it. Okay, because she wants to look luxurious. I, <laughs> I mean, Legolas in the, in the blizzard, he's fine. That is true. So no, I don't think elves do get cold. Okay. Do they get warm? I don't think so. So they are not with all those layers on. So they're just extremely good at temperature regulating. Yeah, they're just they're perfect. They're perfect, Cassandra. (laughs) Elves are perfect. (laughs) These are my OCs. They're elves. They're perfect in every way. They're they're practically perfect in every way. Um. So like when, when when a but a lonely, but a lowly human touches an elf. Like, what temperature is the elf? <laughs> just, just that perfect 90, 98 degrees. Just, it's perfect. Degrees, it's just a boy band. Um, <laughs> and you touch them and then you look up and you're just staring into Nick, Nick Lachey's Lachey's eyes. eyes. <laughs> that square jaw. <laughs> oh my God, that mid-2000s haircut. <laughs> yeah. The, the, like, short curls. Yeah. Like the bleach tips, yeah, frosted <laughs> the frosted tips, yeah, the whole the whole deal. The wind starts blowing, the shirts oh open. My God, I can't even name a ninety eight degrees song. No, nor can I. <laughs> I can see a music video in my head. Yeah, me too. I I can hundred percent see. For some, what are four guys in ninety eight? Three three guys, three guys, and they all have their shirts open, and they're all on a beach, and it's like their white dress shirts, yeah. and they're just blowing. Oh my God. looks like the cover of a trashy romance novel minus the lady. You don't need a lady for that. Well, I mean, just like. You know, the, we the, are an all-inclusive romance novel house, right? But like you can, but when I say trashy romance novel, what do you see on the yeah, cover? Yeah, no, I know, like, like Fabio, like, like <laughs> yeah, like Fabio in the white dress shirt, yeah. hanging off some rigging on a ship while a woman is like in his arms, yeah, dangling in the swooning in the, in the drenched, wet, skin tight dress. Yep, like and her bodice is like, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what? You know no, what it I, is. Yes, you get me. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's like the ninety-eight degrees music video aesthetic, but without the lady in the video. <laughs> So, oh my God! So we go. <laughs> we we get this little line that is a reference no, to. No, but like for real though, like what? I don't know. Elves are just really good at temperature regulation. Yeah, I mean some some species on Earth are. Their temperature is just like really tightly they don't controlled. Get cold. My my extremities are cold all the time. Like my hands and my feet. Yeah. This is unrelatable content. <laughs> Elves are just perfect. Is that why she drops the book? Like, I have a lot of questions. She's tired and cold. So, okay. Oh, this is the beginning of her process of her becoming half-elven. Of her becoming mortal. Right, right, right. Why does this this trigger? Why is this happening now? Because she is now fully committed to her choice to stay. And Elrond's family is, like, blessed with the the choice to become mortal. Yes. Like, because of things that his, his... his family did. Right. 
Because of his magical elf blood. Because of his elven astronaut dad. Thanks, Arendel. <laughs> so th- this, is, this is a thing that Elrond's family can choose. Right. And we've touched on it before, but the fact... I I think that it, this is just like, the this is the physical manifestation of all of this. And now seeing the child and she's no longer torn or confused or or being pulled in different directions about what she wants anymore. Mm -hmm. She wants to stay. She wants to be with Aragorn and like this, this full commitment to this future is what causes this to happen. What if? And now she's outside in late autumn and she's cold. Yeah. Put that cloak back on woman. So what if she had made this choice and Aragorn was like, I'm in love with Eowyn. Uh, I want to. I want to be with this horse girl now. Yeah, I like this pretty horse girl. Like, indulge me for a moment. Like, what if the then, the then whole she... like will they won't they thing is is more fleshed out or whatever? And Aragorn's like. Then Arwen winds up with Faramir. Would she though? I mean, Aragorn and Faramir have a lot of shared qualities. Yes, including the hair. The, Faramir... the shoulder-length hair and the scruffy beard and think... the softness inside. Do you think Faramir is as into elf ears, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I just want to touch them. Every single time they, like, smooch, his hand is, like, all <laughs> on the ears. ears. And I'm like, that is weird. <laughs> but... I like these. <laughs> Ooh. Pointy. Um... <laughs> it's fu- it, it is, it's funny. I don't think that, I don't think that... Faramir. <laughs> I just. I don't know that. I don't know if we. Mentioned... I don't know that Faramir and Arwen would hang. Would 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 be together. Are elves like Ferengi? Oh my god! <laughs> you put that back where you found it. The ears. No. No, that's cursed. You put that. It's too late. It's no, too late. I know. It's out there. No. Oh my god. Their lobes. No. You stop that right now. <laughs> if you don't watch Star Trek, look up what Ferenki are. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. So, How dare you? So. <laughs> so. I can't believe you've dropped this cursed knowledge into my lap. It's like an Aragorn's just been around long enough that he knows. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> you're you're welcome. What can I say? No, Except you can say you're nothing welcome. else. <laughs> so, so <laughs> we move we we move from like this little bit of this little bit of like lore being referenced into the sword being reforged. Yes, though. Okay. Um. Whether you'd wish it or not, there's no ship now that would bear me hence. That's right, because, a lie. Well, no, because mortals aren't supposed to go. They make exceptions for the ring bearers. Just, just make an exception for Arwen. They make, I mean, I get. So they they make an exception for the ring bearers because of the the power that has been uh, forced upon them through their interactions you with don't the ring. Think, okay, Elrond is on that boat. Yeah. He his dad is like. Yeah, but Curdan's just like no. Dude, there would be like a brawl. I think, <laughs> like Elrond. <laughs> Would like layeth the smacketh down like. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't no, for that. real, for real. Like this is. I mean, this is a directive from God. If 
Dude, does, do you think Elrond cares about Elf God? Like, yeah, probably. Do you think, do you, he's, look at, look at his family history. Do you think he gives? Yeah. I think he cares. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he doesn't want dad to come down from space and be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh no. Papa. <laughs> do you love me? Oh. <laughs> You don't think that he wouldn't have, he wouldn't make get an exception. He he wouldn't pull strings for his daughter. I, I I don't know. Just it's just not not the thing. Like if 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 Aragorn was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna." <laughs> no, Elrond would just kill Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get with this blonde. Um, <laughs> Are you sure about that? Right. He's like, "Give me Anderil back." I'm going to take this. I made this for you. How dare you? <laughs> you come to my, my house. house. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, we do the reforging of the sword. Yes. So this, uh, we have this, <laughs> this overlaid image of Elrond staring intensely at the forging of, uh, the, the reforging of Narsil into what will be named later in the movie as Andrew. Yeah. And this close up was actually originally shot of Hugo Weaving staring at the the painting of Isildur cutting off the hand and getting the getting the ring. Yeah. So or, or the last alliance actually I guess. So the it's last like alliance of elves and men. A painting of the last alliance and so this this intense look was supposed to be like Elrond ruminating on the past of this this weapon and the legacy that he's going to impart to Aragorn but they liked the close-up so much, and they wanted to add more gravitas to this this scene of the sword being forged that they they used it. They're, just overlaid it. Yeah, they just overlaid yeah. this in this close-up of of Elrond over this. I think if you're going to like superimpose a face over any kind of footage, uh, so Hugo get, Weaving's works because it happens twice. It happens twice. <laughs> we get one like creature of the night one. Yep. And then we get this actually in the darkness. Yes. So this this reforging of the sword this is not possible. Like, you could do this and make it look okay, but it would never be a usable blade. Yeah. Because if you if you heat metal enough, you could weld it back together like this and shape it with, on a grinder. But it's not going to be as strong as a real sword, right. as a sword that was forged in one piece, because it's already broken. Yeah. yeah. So, you you could do this and make it look okay, but it wouldn't be functional. But it's elf magic, Norman. Right, exactly. It's more, it's more symbolic than actually feasible. Right. Which is important to, like, a narrative thing, and it's magic, and all this stuff. It's about... The, the chain of this this lineage and the connections to the past and not the, like, ever the really of the legacy right, and not ever really being broken right and it's a and like more than that it's about like um it's really kind of about symbolically of Aragorn not being broken being able to be like fixed and tempered by his experiences and being made ready for what he's for do you think it's like I don't know necessarily that it's about Aragorn. But, like, it's about, like, his lineage. Because, See, like, there's a big deal about how, like, the line has not been broken. Right. But I, I mean, I think you can, you can definitely say that the, I, I think you can, you can draw a connection between Aragorn and the, the symbolism of this sword being broken and reforged and renamed. Right. And being used to lead the people. Like, because it, it's not the same sword anymore. That's the point of renaming it. It's free from some of its past, from some of its lineage, but it still, like, carries the torch into the future. But it's still, like, 
it's still tied to it though because it's the same it's it's the same pieces of metal right but it it's it becomes a new thing the same way that like you might be the same person in a in a temporal linear sense but you are not the same person you were 15 years ago right oh my god yeah with that like whole decade meme happening on twitter right now like have you seen that yeah 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 but like think about that right like that's that's in the way that i mean yeah like you might be the same person temporally but you are not the same person and what you choose to carry from your past into the future and what you do with it is more important ultimately than where you've been. Does that make sense? I don't know that it's more important because that it like directly feeds into what you choose to do with it. Like the, the things that happen to you, like your experiences, your past, your shards of Narsil, like yeah. that directly informs how you choose to like deal with it or carry it or act on it or whatever. Right. You know? So like But that's all different for different people, even from the same experience. Right. But like to say that it's I don't know. Like I think they're so tied up in in, in each other that like it might be a new thing, but it's not not a new thing. It's a changed thing. Mm. Um because like a new thing, like just give him a new sword. It's 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 changed. It's like transformed. I guess is a better word. Like it's transformed to the point where um you like I don't know. It's like how a phoenix isn't isn't like a, a new thing. Like it's it's it comes from the ashes, you know, like of its previous incarnation. Right. But it's like the doctor, okay? So <laughs> Right, like, okay, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, the doctor is the same person, but all of his experiences up until that point inform who he's going to be next. Or she. She's a she now. Right. So, like, it's a transformation. You carry all of that with you. Right. Like, and it's direct, like, your past is directly tied to how you go about um, informing your future. Right. Okay. Right. That, I mean, that, that's. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying, but we're, we're, I think we're kind of placing importance in different places. Okay. I feel like that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Semantics. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I think there's a certain amount of symbolism in the, the reforging of yes, the sword yeah. that is directly tied up in Aragorn. Yeah. And not as much in the lineage, but like his character journey. Mm. I think there's a certain part of that in the reforging of the sword. Because I think if it. If the emphasis was on, this is a, I don't think Aragorn is ever a broken man. Um, he views himself as one. Right. He views himself he as He views one, himself like, as, as useless as that first bit of Narsil on the end of the blade. I don't know that he is a broken man, though. Because I feel like if the emphasis was on the broken pieces instead of it coming together and making a new, stronger thing, which I know, like, whatever, elf magic. What's the, what's the... I mean, I would describe Aragorn's insecurities as a representative of him being "quote unquote" broken, because he gets he gets past them and he learns to he learns to find strength in them across his character yeah. journey. Like that's, I guess that's uh, that's kind of my point. I don't think the emphasis is on that though. It, it's using that as a springboard into like how he grows as an individual. Whereas with Theoden, like, the emphasis is on... His brokenness. His brokenness. Yeah. Um, what's the Japanese um, pottery thing where, like, the... Oh, uh, I don't remember. But yeah, you you, know you, re- you fill about? the cracks with gold. Yeah. 
So I think like if the emphasis was on Aragorn's brokenness as opposed to his ability to adapt, because he's a ranger, he adapts. Yeah. That's his whole thing. So I think it would be more like like Narsil or Anduril, I guess, would have like the welded pieces together, like not as like a full blade. See, I, I think the the act, uh, I, I think the renaming of it is symbolic of that same thing. Okay. Uh, that that's just kind of how I feel about the what you would draw as symbolism from the the blade itself. Mm. That the renaming of it it stops being Narsil and the collection of solely the legacy of where it was, and becomes Anduril, a representative of Aragorn as a person, and what it will be, and what it will be okay. rather than what it was. That's fair. That's like that's how I feel about the. I guess like that's the succinct way of putting what I'm trying yeah. to say. Well, it's kind of like um. Uh, like, it stops being representative of Isildur and starts being representative of, of Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a, um, to draw from, like, uh, Christian um, stuff, uh, it's it's like a baptism or, like, a christening. like Yeah, it's a, a, a rebirth. Yeah, you, like, put aside the old man and, and bring forth the new man. Which, whatever. I mean, and part of, part of forging a blade is dunking it in water, so you can even still have some of that right. imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, a sword looks like a cross. Like you can you could put a lot of religious symbol symbolism yeah, in sure. a blade. I mean, like because like Tolkien was Catholic. Like yeah. there's no way that he wasn't not drawing from that. Right. I mean, there's tons of it in the work. Right. And we're gonna talk more about that um later this season, which I'm kind of pumped about. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so I mean, I, I think there's even some amount of like corruption of the idea of prophets in the story. Yes, with um, Through the Palantir. Yeah, with with Saruman. With Saruman and yeah. Denethor. So, like, there's some of that stuff, too. Uh, we're going to talk about Denethor right at the end of the week. Oh, hell yeah. He's going to finally, like, make an appearance in this movie. <laughs> you know, uh, five minutes in the movie. Which, you know, I thought was longer. Yeah, I thought I thought it took longer, too. Like, just thinking about the structure of the movie. Yeah. I always think Denethor appears so late. But it's because watching the movie, the Battle of Pelennor Fields feels like it, it speeds forever. by. No, it takes forever, dude. I always feel like watching it, it feels like it happens really fast. And that Helm's Deep always feels longer when I watch the movies mm. because of the some of it's the lighting and the way no the elephants and the way Helm's the action. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's the framing of the action, right? Yeah. Because Pelnor Fields is framed as like it's still a siege, but it's framed as a fight on equal footing. Yeah. Well, Whereas Helm's, Helm's Deep, Deep is, is like a trudge. Right. Exactly. So like that makes Helm's Deep feel like a longer fight. Yeah. Even though it's not, it's like half as long. Yeah. See, we we thought this wasn't going to be as long. It's like, oh, what? You know, we're not there yet. <laughs> so yeah, I I find the idea of uh, attaching the symbolism of character growth to objects around them like a really interesting thing in storytelling. Yeah. So I always I feel like I kind of notice that or imprint that on things in stories more so than like other people might in some in some places. Well, and also like names are really important to Tolkien because right like, linguist, but like also like because. Several characters have like multiple names depending on who is right. talking about them. So right, and uh, and Aragorn himself has multiple has, like, names. Three names. Yeah, he's Elisar, uh, he, Strider, Aragorn, yeah. and they represent like different parts of who he is. Elisar, yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Is it Elisar? It's Elisar, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's like his his real name. No, that's his elven. Name. Is it? That's, that's his what, elven that's name. That's what Elrond calls him. And Aragorn is his real name. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't go by Aragorn until he is ready to is kind of ready to like yeah, people yeah. call him Lord Aragorn because he can't go by Strider out in the world like as part of this journey. Right. But it never feels like it fits him 
until after the Battle of Pelnor Fields. And I think that's an important part of like the story. He never he never feels like he's fully living the name and the lineage of like who he is until he puts on the armor after Pelennor Fields I to go think... march to the Black Gate. It's that speech for oh, Frodo. The speech that I love. It's for Frodo that cements Aragorn no, as I Aragorn. Think, I think that I think that's interesting that you think that because like I haven't seen the movie doesn't frame him as Strider. Nearly as long as it frames him as Aragorn. I think I think the movie frames him in flux until that moment. Okay. I think that's where he fully like shrugs off Strider and becomes Aragorn. I think it's in the um the the Paths of the Dead, but mm. uh, we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's all one journey from like him starting to that's him declaring the name. Yeah, and then. The for Frodo is him owning it. Owning it. Okay. Like that's it, and everything in between is like the act of committing to "I'm ready for this" to being ready and showing that he's ready. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cat. Boom. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we will in like eighty minutes or something. Oh, no, that's forever, dude. <laughs> no, the path of the dead is like is before is takes place partway through yeah, the Battle of Elmer Fields. That's true. That's true. So we'll we'll get to that before like yeah for also like the week of four Frodo not this day. warning or I guess not warning but preface the week that has four Frodo has a whole bunch of iconic stuff oh yeah for sure which I I would have thought were further separated from each other in the movie mm-hmm. until we broke this down that's uh that's a long time that, right now the guy that's guessing that week he got a good week <laughs> so we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Oh, who's 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 the blacksmith? Oh yeah, the blacksmith. Uh, so the blacksmith in the scene is Peter Lyons, the guy that forged the sword in the first place. So it's he got to he got to swing yeah, the hammer. Beautiful craftsmanship. Yeah, he got to swing the hammer in this scene. Good on you. So yeah, we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Uh, you can check out a whole bunch of other podcasts on there that aren't movies by minutes related, yeah. like uh, Geek by Night, Immunities, the Protagonist Podcast. Go check all those Doctor out. Who. Doctor's <laughs> Companion, which is back. Uh, go check those out. I'm sure Countdown to Infinity will have more stuff as more sure. Marvel stuff comes out. I haven't heard from them in a while, but they do have a whole backlog of stuff. Uh, yeah, go Disney listen Plus to it. is out. You have access to all of the Marvel movies, so yeah. listen to their reviews of them. Maybe bug them. See if they'll do like no, reviews. Of, bug them. Do reviews of some of the animated stuff they have easy <laughs> access to now because they're great. So go yeah. listen to that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to keep talking uh, about. Uh, I I don't know how much more we're going to talk about. Uh, Aragorn and stuff tomorrow. I never know what we're going to do. But uh, <laughs> we're going to get back to Gandalf and Pippin tomorrow. Okay. So Solid. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bye. Genre.